friends, how are you? How are you getting on? My name is Colm and this is the Sober Mess Podcast and I'm coming to you live from the People's Park post-seated with me good pal who I'm delighted to have on the podcast for a chat today who is one of my big inspirations and um, he's actually a cousin of Wim Hof from the Liberties known professionally as Jim Boff <laughs> me good pal Shay how are you getting on pal? thanks <laughs> that was a big introduction there yeah Jim Boff yeah, that's a kind of pseudo name for, for those Wim Hoffers the, the counterfeit uh, Jim Boffers but um, I love it. thanks for asking me to, to uh, do a podcast today um, especially after the season man. Uh, the mind is clear and uh, yeah just in a good place yeah that's good grateful yeah. and full of gratitude as well you know yeah that's great man and yeah I love it you know being able to just go for a sea dip there and you know just being able to connect it to sea and it's such a like we're so lucky that we came across something that's just so simple and so it's just so accessible to get into like you know what I mean that when I, I remember when the first day I see swimming and people tell me oh like you should come down to the sea and I said there's no way of getting into that cold sea like well how can that benefit you you know now today we crave it look like, I actually we actually miss it like if I don't get in regularly I start to look like, miss it like you know most definitely um it's part of my daily routine now, um, cold showers, uh, my breath work, um, and the breath work that we've started to do since I came aboard, uh, came across Wim Hof, I should say, and uh, breath read with Neil Omoku, is the power of the mind, what you can achieve, how it can influence your day, um, if you're feeling under the weather, how uh, doing breath work can actually make it, it seems like it's gone away it can help overcome illnesses as well and I firmly believe that because I've seen people that would have suffered and since they have started to do breath work it's really helped have a big impact on their life uh, might can cure a lot of things but it'll certainly give people a better quality of life it certainly has this this guy here sitting in front of you <laughs> yeah it's mad isn't it and it just seemed to utilize our breeding because i wasn't breeding properly for years you know the properly breeding like you know like expanding the rib cage you know breathing right into my stomach like you know what i mean and a lot of the time when you feel anxiety coming on or even panic a panic attacks it's just there's been a change of breathing going on you know and if you go back to even focusing on your breathing you know taking them deep breaths and, and relaxing the nervous system, you know, it's, it's so good for it. And again, that's what's good about the sea when you get in and you and it, 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 like it regulates your breathing because you're automatically taking those deep breaths. You're automatically coming back into the present moment. You know, you're feeling that cold. You're just in pure presence and, and you're taking them big deep breaths. You know, and I, that's a, I think that's a lot of it is why it's so you know so so healing feeling. Definitely, there is something in the way it's like a trinity you have uh, water, you have steam, and your voice, and we use all them things um, on a daily basis. Yeah. And like with the steam, we were doing the saunas before lockdown. The ice, I've done ice baths as, as a lot of people have done as well, discovered the power of sitting in ice uh, water, and what it does to you, the power that you feel, it's like you get a jolt of electricity through your body, you go into the sea, you're in water, um, and it definitely does, if you look at the sea, um, I, I kind of judge the sea like people's uh, moods, it can be rough, we can be having a bad day, we can be angry, so you say rough, it can be calm, but the sea gives more than it takes, remember that, mm. uh, it gives so much uh, pleasure to people. Um, you see the amount of people swimming at the moment with lockdown, the way it's had to taken over, probably gyms now, like, and it's free, and you meet a lot of good people up there, a lot of like-minded people going through the same sort of scenarios we are. Yeah. We have racing heads, the washing machine syndrome, as I call it, with the head spinning around and around. You go into the seawater, and that seems to just disappear. You concentrate on your breathing. 
and your focus, you get clarity, you get a sense of purpose. Um, and you, you're saying there about your, your breathing, about you've only dis discovered how you can start breathing properly again. Um, I remember uh, this, this fantastic friend of mine called Beth Perino, she's a, a yoga teacher. She has a thing called Be Activated, and she actually showed me how bad my breathing had become with trauma. It's like my ribs were nearly glued together. So I was breathing from mainly the top of the chest instead of breathing for the diaphragm from there. And she asked me to look at my daughter's breath every time she takes a deep breath, where it comes from. And I started to do that. And then I started to improve, go on and do workshops and learn what it is to breathe properly. Mm -hmm. And to say it saved me life is probably doing it an injustice because it really has helped me um, get focus again in life and to be grateful that we can take a breath that we can make a difference <coughs> to our internal dialogue by focusing on our breath and calming the mind down and getting the, the nervous system what is it the parasympathetic nervous system um, there's a lot of these words that I've, I've started to discover what they really mean they were just big words at the start but the, there's something in, in mm. uh, learning how to focus on your breath and what it can really do um, for you, you know? Mm. And it's such a it's such a fundamental resource like your breathing, you know, and look and that's one thing that we can overlook, you know, the simplicity of just breathing properly, you know, and you talk about like breathing like a kid, where you've see kids, they breathe right into their stomachs, yes. like, you know what I mean? And as adults, we, you know, where we, we don't breathe properly, where we're taking shorter breaths, you know what I mean? And uh, and that sometimes that can trigger like panic and anxiety, but where if you were to just stop and breathe, you know what I mean? And take them deep breaths, you know, back count, even count to three, you know what I mean? And take them deep breaths and, and come back into the present moment. And just admire like your, your, your surroundings, like, you know what I mean? And little things like that I found, I found be, has been absolute, you know, has been an absolute ga a game changer for my, for my mind, like, you know what I mean? Just remembering to breathe, you know, just remembering that my, where, where am I, coming back into the present moment. Because a lot of time you can get so wrapped up when I think, and you've talked about there, the, the washing machine head, you know, when you have 90 things going on in your head on like a spin draw, and you're jumping to one thing, to the next thing, to the next thing, and you're never actually addressing it, and you're just, you're, you're not processing it, and you're just going from one worry to the next. And then when you actually stop and breathe, you know, and you, it's like you're just kind of, coming back into the present moment and saying right what's what's the best way to address these things or will i just leave it and not worry about them or is there, there's no point getting in a panic about it right now like you know what i mean um so yeah i'm, I'm really looking you you talked about like the wim hof stuff and, and the brett work and i know we've been doing that now recently and i found that so, so like i found that phenomenal like the impact it can have on you you know what i mean you just literally feel like you're, you're flowing for the day like how did you get into doing the, the wim hof stuff um it was true russell brand uh, watching one of his podcasts and he, he happened to have wim hof on now i would have known about wim hof um, through the media and a couple of people were recommending him but it's only when because i have a lot of time for russell brand Old um, Russell. Good old Russell. Uh, he, <laughs> he he knows uh, he knows what it's like to have a lot of the things that we suffer with. So it's great when you have people like minded people. They're not mm. just singing from uh, reading from a manual. He's lived it mm. and he's he shared his experience. Um, but when he had Wim off on and they started to do the breath work and they were holding their breath on an empty set of lungs for well over two minutes, nearly up to three or four minutes they got. And then it was like, wow. Then they were in the water. Um, Russell lives near a lake of some sort, and we know that at times lakes can be a lot colder than the sea. Really, yeah. Yeah, at times, it. yeah. Like this, this, uh, if you go to certain parts of Ireland, this lake is probably colder wow. than, than the sea. So the likes of Glen the Lock up there probably be colder probably than the Probably at times, yeah, because there's, uh, there's a sauna in somewhere in Wicklow where it's like a mobile sauna. Mm. This, this, uh, girl has a mobile place and she brings the sauna to different places so she has the sauna right beside this lake and uh, I haven't tried it yet 
due to lockdown, but seems it's colder than the sea. So that's another arsenal to our to our little uh, to our little uh, room wellness 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 slash suffering. I was looking at him doing things, and he, the way he was talking to. Russell and he was saying to him about the power of the mind, how we can change your whole, it's like your DNA being changed, you know, a lot of sick people women have worked with, people with autoimmune diseases, Wim says, he wouldn't cure them but he'd give them a better quality of life and he, when, when he says just try it and he gives you free, he gives you free samples to try and see if it's for you, that's something that caught my eye, in other words, he, it's not just uh, Full of bullshit. He's actually, he's actually on on the mark. He has something. The medical profession have had to come out and say this guy really is the real deal because he's been put. He was his, he was exposed to E. coli. Him and his group that did the breeding. He took them for a couple of weeks, and they were all exposed to the E. coli. Was injected into the system, and I think only one of them out of the lot, out of 24, I think it was, uh, had any reaction. I think it was a mild headache. So when you That's powerful, so like they so from the breeding and the like the cold water therapy, yeah. the, their immune systems were just so strong. Like. So strong. In other words, I call the term it's like bulletproof, and it it fights infections. And I know from my own experience with it since I'm learning it, and I'm learning it on a daily basis because every day you wake up. Some days I will get a super charge, and other days I'll just get a charge. But some days it's like, my God, this is incredible. I'm so grateful. And it's something we can do. If we learn it, we can do it, you know, mm. and do it right. But Wim, Wim was making the case for um, to try and get it on board with a lot of the medical profession. In other words, the way they prescribe painkillers antidepressants you name it they're f some of the medical profession are so quick to write a pad out that'll sort it out but it's not getting to the root so with Wim's stuff it was starting to do things and that's what I like about Wim as well this guy and his his he was the game changer for me was there's a guy called Scott Char Scott Kearney who was a journalist and he wrote he's wrote a couple of good books and he wrote this one, he went out to discredit Wim, in other words, he was going to blow a hole, this guy is no guru. He ended up writing a book uh, on the Wim Hof method, saying what it did for him. And so he went out as a, as a skeptic and he came back as a, a convert. And it did a lot of things for him and he explained it in his way of doing it. So when I started to do it, and I started to do the workshops and then Wim's one, a uh, 10 week online course uh, it was just the power it gave me to do things um, just the mental strength to deal with daily life because you know as we both suffer with the same things um, we're both in sobriety um, and for me this is another tool to mm. use with addictions yeah it is and like, when you have that I suppose that addictive personality that you're kind of looking for the escapes and things, stuff on the outside of you yeah. to kind of solve, solve the inner inner turmoil or any inner stuff going on, like you know. And uh, I was watching the um, last night. I was watching a Maradona documentary, you know, and uh, he was talking about like, when he was a kid, you know, it was football that was his escape from problems, like you know what I mean, and. Like he had, he had this addictive personality from a young age, and whatever he could find as a distraction, he'd use. And as time went on, then the addictions changed as well. It went from from drink to women to cocaine to food, you know. And it was like once you have that addictive personality, but if you can channel that into something positive, like to breathe, like to see swimming, and I I find that when I channel it into something healthy, I'm less likely to look for the 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 the, the um, I suppose the less uh, destructive the addictions, like, yeah. you know what I mean? That if I'm happy on the inside, I'm not less likely to reach out for them destructive addiction things, like, you know what I mean? And that's with, with the breathing, the sea swimming, the exercise, the meditation, the the mindfulness, the journaling, you know, all these things soothe that, um, so that in our in a void that we can get, like, you know what I mean? I call it the empty well. We always seem to have gone to the empty well and, you know, the short-term fix. 
uh, for the long-term game was horrific at times. Um, it's it's great that there's a like in with the COVID restrictions and all that. It's amazing to see when you take an awful lot of things out of the equation, out of the public domain, how much healing had actually started to the environment. I mean, there was less cars on the road. You could just see clear. No, not many planes in the sky. Then people started to swim within the 5K and you could just see people starting to realize, do you know what? We, it's like you went back to our childhood days when we did things, when we did play proper games, board games and, and uh, going to the sea. We were swimming this morning, as you said. The amount of people up there swimming mm. this morning—it was like it's like the times in in the seventies, eighties, before you were even born, where you used to go out with your parents. To be only nearly mm. one bus a week out to Port Marnie or somewhere like that. But for me, they were incredible times, and a lot of people wouldn't understand that. But with COVID, and COVID has claimed an awful lot of lives, livelihoods and all and it's horrific for people that are separated from loved ones um, that can't see them at the moment, like I have a grandchild, my daughter, my son that live over uh, in Dublin 12 that I c couldn't go over to see them uh, through restrictions but you just, I think it's a sense as well that the things we took for granted we mightn't actually take them for granted when we come out the other side of this. Yeah. Um, our health is especially, um, there's so many things, there's, there were so many distractions out there that we were just, it's like we were running from pillar to post non-stop, hectic lives, and you have a hectic life, you're going to go off the rails. Mm. Um, and sadly, as you know, we've lost a few people that, that happened to with COVID as well. And yeah, I was mindful, especially now, that I'm very mindful of what I have, the gratitude that I have for life. Um, and I'm not ashamed to say that a few times that I seriously thought about ending my life because I just couldn't see a way out anymore. Mm -hmm. And um, it was amazing when I, I took a very bad panic attack probably two years ago and I ended up in hospital where they thought I was actually going to either have a heart attack or a brain hemorrhage and it was only when I was faced with that mortality I'm on my bed and praying hard to say actually I don't want to go I don't I actually want to live yeah. rather than take my own life I actually wanted to live I got that focus and that complete and utter clarity to say life is is good you know mm. that there's an awful lot I can achieve I still yeah. have to achieve so much but I'm <clears> grateful <throat> to be alive today I'm grateful that I didn't do that did that I have mm. lost people good friends I've lost my father-in-law took his own life as well um, mm. so I'm mindful of what I say to people as well, but I, I can say there is hope out there. Yeah, 100%. Um, and and it's really powerful is. that that level of pain led you to a path of peace. Yes. Like that was your motivator, that was your catapult to put you in on the level you're on now, you know, discovering the Wim Hof, discovering the sea swimming, like, you know what I mean? And, you know, sometimes that's the, the, the like, breakdowns or breakups they lead to breakthroughs you know what I mean and when I look back at my struggles and my mental health or addiction years ago you know they were they were the, like the stepping stones that was the foundation for the life I have today and the life I have today I'm extremely grateful for you know I've, I've, I've a great life today but I needed to put the work in back down you know what I mean and that's why I'm so grateful for today it's because of the pain I was in back then. I'm grateful for the simple things. Even the last few days now, I, I wasn't very well, you know. Had a bit of hyperthermia there on Wednesday, you know. <laughs> the old ego got the better of me. I went for a long swim and uh, we got had a very near miss in the sea. And the last few days, we, we felt very ill, you know. Just not being able to eat properly, having no energy, you know what I mean. Barely being able to leave the house, which isn't like me. I'm always full of energy, you know. I always love me, I grew up. 
and uh, you know and I just felt really sick and, and today I woke up and I felt a lot better and I was just overwhelmed with gratitude just to feel well you know it's good to feel good and we take that for granted you know what I mean just to feel okay you know body wise and like mind you know body and mind and and spirit you know and to have all them things aligned and healthy you know we can take that stuff for granted we have to just eat a meal to have the motivation and the energy to get up and go you know what i mean and and, and the last few days i suppose when that stuff happened it, it's made me even more grateful today for the simple things like health and peace of mind you know and I remember it. I remember um I heard a guy say to me once, you know what, you if you keep on the path you're on, you'll have a life beyond your wildest dreams. Yeah. And I heard that first, I thought, geez, obviously I'll be playing for Barcelona someday or I'll be on the late late show or something like that, you know? But what he meant was like you'll have peace of mind. And you know, to have like back in the back in the past with a very so savage mind where I couldn't get any peace, I couldn't sleep and I couldn't get out of bed in the morning. That I needed a lot of drink and a lot of drugs to kind of just feel like to feel normal and to feel like I fitted in and you know what I mean? Whereas today I don't need drink or drugs and I still have peace of mind and I can I'm not fucking normal by any means. What is normal? Is. I'm, I'm, mad, I'm, mad is normal. As a, I'm mad as a brush. I'm the good man today, <laughs> Shay. You know, brother. Uh, and uh, but I'm, I'm grateful that I, I, don't, I don't have that bit. And I, to have peace of mind. And I, that is life on me, wireless dreams. To have peace. And we can take that for granted. We can take the sim, simple health that we have for granted like you know what i mean very true and if you don't taste the sour how can you taste the sweet so yeah. you need something to it's like a yardstick how if you didn't go through stuff would you know what it's like to be happy we definitely know what it's like to be in pain but that's with a yardstick uh, we're grateful for things i always say that it's like dna every touch leaves a trace so with your podcast and what you're doing if this helps one person realise that, yeah, you might be going through a war zone in your head with your body and everything else, you, you might feel the world is against it and things like that, there is hope. I honestly th- can say that there is hope for you. Mm. Um, but there's a process. Uh, you have to go through certain things and if anybody tells you anything different than not doing it justice, there is, a, there is a way to deal with this pain. Um, I just wish that the medical profession would acknowledge uh, wellness a lot more, that they give maybe people tax breaks, and that's something I'm actually going to do, right to the Minister for Health to see, like, to, they're, they're so quick to fund different things for mental health as well. We need more investment in, and I think Wim Hof's method, uh, there's, there's a fabulous instructor, Neil O'Moku here, that lives in Bootstown. He runs a fantastic workshop and it's helped my sobriety, it's helped my mental health immensely by learning this extra tool, meetings, everything else. The, the, do what's suggested, as they say. But also, there's a, it's like going to a counsellor, it's like going to a psychiatrist as well. There's a process. The more things we have to make us feel peaceful, the better it is. Because we were so lost. Just think of the money we spent on alcohol, on drugs and everything else. If we put as much or even half of that money back into our sobriety and wellness, wouldn't we be doing really well? And that's where I think we really do need to invest. And sometimes we might have to just invest in ourselves. Don't don't expect... Um, anything from other people just just try and do some things yourself as well you might have to phone certain courses yourself that's what i'm trying to say that sometimes you might have to go that extra yard but that's okay as well because i was led down a path um, of recovery and i i could cho- i could have chose to go back out or i could have chose to stay in are you in or are you out i choose to be in um, i just love the life I have today, life of your wildest dreams, yeah, that makes a whole heap of sense today because when you're when you're in the the mist of addiction and you're just your life is a complete and utter 
it's a it's a fraud. It's it's not true. It's living a fraud life. Um, you have to be true to yourself. But I know what it is. If you'd have told me that we'd be swimming in a few years' time, way back on gone 18 and a half years without alcohol in my body, um, which I'm damn proud of. But if you'd have told me that we were going to be sea swimming throughout the winter, we were going to be doing, by the way, your breathing is going to improve and it's going to make you feel so good that when you get up in the morning and do your breath work, you can tackle the day. You can start your day at any time and doing the breathing work. And I do nasal breathing as well, certain times at night I'll breathe through my nose. Um, yeah. and close me mouth because mouth breeders uh, if you look at people as well and th this is something else as well where the linked ADHD with kids that mouth breed people with crooked teeth breed through their mouth they grind their teeth and stuff like that it's it's it's, it's unreal I've done research I've gone to a course with um, Patrick McKeown who does the Botego uh, clinic um, about nasal breathing so um, I've done I've done some research I've, I've, just because someone says something doesn't mean it's true so I'll try and uh, test it out and there's no one better to test stuff out but um, there's something in breathing as I remember someone asked me I was training boot camps and someone said to me Shay what do you think about breathing I said I highly recommend it the whole place fell around laughing because they thought, <laughs> you know, oh, that's so funny. But what I actually meant is, is I really highly recommend to breathe properly. Yeah. Properly. Yeah. Well, I've seen this graph as well of someone's back and it showed like before and after of, of how they weren't expanding their rib cage when they, when they were breathing. And you can see, like, oh, like, they're, 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 like their like back just totally expanded, their shoulders straightened out, you know, they, they like all acne on their back would just disappeared as well. And yeah, it was mad, it just from the power of your, your breath, like, you know what I mean? I went to a, a workshop, it's called Be Activate, it was in the elbow now, and um, she's since become a good friend, Beth Perino. Yeah. Um, was showed me about um, the way I compensated so my glutes would probably be up in my shoulders right. and she would activate my body into a proper uh, the way it should be done and I do this now um, so they loosened up everything and my ribs were basically really glued together because as soon as that had happened I'd hold my breath and I'd be praying from just under my throat. That's all I'd be taking through panic. And when she started to do things, freeing up, um, just manipulating and showing me things, how to activate the body, the glutes, um, the hamstrings, the calves, your neck, your shoulders, and oh my God, the feeling. I walked out of that room over six feet tall because she showed me things about trauma about stress about how we overcompensate the body is so cute It'll, right that's not forward and properly let's deal with this right so i'm actually going back into bed very soon for the top up as i call it just uh, she just shows me a couple of things you get sometimes get a little bit lazy in your application of doing the right thing so Bev corrects me and I back to thing but Bev is another one she knows um, about breathing and she she showed me the difference when I took a deep breath before she walked on me and then after and the, the comparison I probably had was using 20% of my lung capacity and then after learning what I know now today, I'm probably close to 90% of my breath work, which is incredible because you just feel, as you said, your mate or whoever he was is back, you could just see it opening up, that's what I'm like, it's like take a, an intake of breath in and then exhale and the power of that exhale. Honest, the first time I done Wim Hof workshop, if Neil had to say to me, right, guys, we're going out, we're playing Barcelona, and Shay, I want you to mark Messi. In my head and how good I felt, Messi would not have got a kick of that ball. Now that was what that had done to me, and I love football. I love great players, you mentioned Maradona earlier. He was one of my idols, him and Pele, growing up. 
did do it. If you look at Maradona, it was like glue to his, the ball was like glue to his feet. It was just incredible. And he succumbed to his addiction as well. So sad. Then you look at Messi. There's Messi eternally grateful every single day for what he has. You know, and I see Messi making his debut. So, with thing, that's another thing in sobriety as well. I always I started to go to see Barcelona quite a lot. So that was another thing that gave me freedom to go on my own to a, a foreign country and not be scared. Going to the cinema on my own, I always thought anyone I went to the cinema on my own, what pair of words are weirdos, and now I must be a weirdo myself because that's what I started to do. So it's just, yeah, it's freedom to do things, to breathe, to sit down and take a breath. How, how good is that to know that? Just freedom in what you take in in your life. Yeah, and what, what like sort of like basic advice would you give to someone listening about their breathing? About the breathing, that um, it's 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 a learning curve. Uh, I get in touch with the right people to show you. Is there anything they could do right now on it? Yeah, go online and look at uh, Wim Hof's master free masterclass. Okay. Go on to Neil Omoku's uh, website, uh, Breed with Neil. Um, Neil throws out a couple of things as well he, uh, on his podcast as well. He has four minute breathing techniques. Okay. I, but anybody, invest in yourself. Uh, take a workshop. Mm. I, I tell you, it'll free you up. You'll know exactly what your lungs were designed for. You'll know exactly when you breathe the difference in your day because mm. you'll get tools. Um, it helps with anxiety, it helps with stress, it helps with depression, it helps with that washing machine head I was talking about as well. Mm. Um, it just helps, it can help you with trauma, yeah. with sickness. One, like, this is one of my breathing techniques, you know, I do it the first of the day and you're kind of walking around and you sit down or whatever, you know, if your mind's saying you're feeling a bit anxious, you're feeling a bit off. One, one thing that I do is that I breathe in as deep as I can and then I breathe out and I come and I'm breathing out mm, I feel my lungs are totally depleted and I do that for 10 or 5 or 10 and that really, that really helps me and I, I, I try and do that like, throughout the day and as you said there's loads of there's also loads of free stuff online as well because I know a lot of the breathing stuff can't, can't, like, a lot of people might, mightn't have a few bob for it like yeah, you know yeah. and uh, well, Wim is pretty decent he, 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 it's a mini class he calls it and um, he does he shows you the difference and mm. he shows you the breathe also if you're starting off yourself as well and you find that put your hand on your belly close your eyes and take a deep breath and make sure your, your belly is expanding and then it's going back in when you exhale so that way then you start to, and be mindful of that, if you feel that you're going back to the old ways, again, always put your hand on your belly Everybody, to make sure yeah. you're doing it right. Yeah. And that, close your eyes, if you don't feel like comfortable closing your eyes, okay, that's fine as well. Do what, what's comfortable. But nobody, you can sit, you're sitting on a, on a bus, on a park bench, on the side of your bed, anywhere, and you can do that, and nobody bats an eyelid, nobody would know what you were doing, you're just breathing in, you believe now. That's all. That's, so there's tips like that you can do. Um, but yeah, there's, there's some great stuff out there, free as well, to give you. Um, you can't go wrong uh, with the breath work as regards it. If you put your hand on your belly and you take an inhale in, like we were born to breathe, you know, we were born to breathe. Uh, and children as well, that great, uh, if you look at a child squat, or lifting things, they do the correct technique okay. without even being shown. They breathe without even being shown. It comes natural. When we get to say teenager, adulthood, trauma and what it all starts to affect us, and we lose that mobility. So never grow up. It's just saying. Well, honestly, be be like a child. It's yeah, true. Yeah. Like kids, kids play. Yeah. Kids do things. Kids just it yeah. comes natural to them. Yeah, exactly. Carl Jung like used to say that though, in the trigger, like creativity or, or sense of relief is to go out and play with toys or play yeah. with sticks and stones yeah. Like, yeah. you know what I mean yeah. help you to relax yeah. trigger your imagination exactly being like a childlike state you know what else as well you know getting a couple of balls to juggle it's incredible when you try to do your breath work mm. and you've that extra focus even two about one in each hand and watch your breathing yeah. and watch what happens it's mm. just 
takes your, your focus away. And exactly. Your, your soul in, in the present with something. And that's you know it. I mean? The stuff like that, like you're juggling, you have to concentrate. You're mindful, you're present. People, you know the way sometimes they call it, it's like, a, it's like you go off on a movie, it, this film starts unrolling in your head. Whereas if you want, if you're doing your breath work and you feel like that, just bring it back to the breath, concentrate, start again, and just let them talk with it away. And that's what they do, they just talk with you all the way. Yeah, I love that. And you can learn so much from kids. Like, kids are in the playground, they're only in like the only present in the playground. They're not worrying about later or affect what's going on the bed after you know you're having to go to school the next day. They're just so in the present all the time. Like, and they're playing and they're not conscious of what people think they say or do. They're playing and, the, and they're saying And I think like as we get older we obviously get responsibilities with jobs, you know, with paying bills, with showing up for like having appearances, like you know what I mean? Like worried about what society think about us, paying an image on social media, you know, what we wear, what like you know, there's so there's so much more art, like superficial things that we worry about, like you know what I mean? And at the end of the day, right. What what is the worst that can happen with so much stuff that keeps attacking us? Mm. And yeah, as I said, that just talks. Yeah. You know, we don't have to act on it. We can just okay. They come in, invite them in, and say, "Wait, well, get the fuck out of here now." Yeah. I'll give you a funny little scenario about being like a child, or what I thought. <laughs> I'm at home. I'm just coming to the end of my Wim Hof uh, class, and we go into a handstand. Headstand, right? So I'm doing my headstand up against the wall to steady myself. And I says to Tanya, Tanya, will you just hold me steady a little bit and then I'll, I'll, I'll be okay? And there's my three and a half year old daughter, Scarlett, sitting on the sofa watching me like this, hand on her chin like that, watching me. And I says, Right, Tanya, let me go now. So Tanya walks away and my daughter turns around to her man and says, He's a fucking idiot. And that was it. She just said what was on her oh, mind and I collapsed on the ground. I couldn't. I couldn't continue training. I just chuckled away because my daughter said what was on her mind. He's a fucking idiot. And she doesn't course, so I don't know. I reckon a man must be calling me that when she's making dinner. I better put the dinner on. He's this fucking idiot. Home. She might have said that to someone on the phone, but that's a funny moment for me talking about my daughter saying something like that. She doesn't swear. But all of a sudden, in her eyes, that is an effigy, and to me, that was hilarious. And like Scarlett, will, as young as she is, she loves doing some stretching with me to Wim Hof. She says, "Daddy, are we doing our exercises? Be more like a child." Yeah, but and, and kids are so like they're so honest as yeah. well. Like you know, like it, like I remember, I remember I had the car and you, and I was picking people up, and you know, I remember. Um, what was it? I bought the set, I bought the car, second hand car anyway. And uh, I, I, I thought the car was a bit of a weird smell of it. Then I got used to it, right? And so I was picking people up and uh, we were saying, Do you think there's a weird smell out of this car? And they're like, No, no, it's grand, you're all friends and all. It was a grand so and then so we went to collect my nephew then one day and just bring him bring him over me onto the playground or whatever and having having a chat to him, he's only like seven or eight and he's in the car, he's like, Column this car fucking stinks, like that car is so smelly. And I was like, is it? He goes, yeah, it stinks. And it was that kid was the only one that'd be honest with me to help me address the problem. Whereas, whereas everyone else was like, no, no, it's no, so afraid to worry about feelings. Like, yeah, and I was like, so it's like that. Although, like, I kicked him out of the car straight away, like, you know, a little bollocks. Yeah, on the side of the street, yeah. And, well, yeah, kids are getting so, they're just there, uh, yeah, they're just fecking. You need more like kids. You need more like kids. And they say it without any malice. It just comes yeah. off the top of their head what they say, and it's great because um, having having um, a young child in the house for me has been it's been um, liberating as well because she's my first child in sobriety, you know, and to see her develop and see feel real feelings has been incredible for me because. Um, I, I always wanted to be the person I am today, 
and even we're talking to a dog over here now. I asked the dog, how is he feeling? He's at the same rough. Yeah, yeah. Back in my ears. Yeah, it's just, it's incredible feeling there. Like we're sitting in the People's Park, surrounded by nature, trees, everything that, you know, it's prices. There's freedom in this, there's freedom in sobriety, there's freedom, freedom um, from mental health issues as well. Um, so anybody that's struggling, there is big hope out there. Uh, reach out. Um, don't be afraid to reach out, especially for men as well that sometimes think that it's a sign of vulnerability, it's a sign of weakness that oh, I, I, can't, I don't have it all together and I'm ashamed and this time, you know, I felt like that, their feelings, but if I hadn't reached out, I'd have been in serious trouble today. 100% and I find that's the problem with our minds is that we do the, a lot of time we do the opposite of what we should. Like when I need to connect with someone, I'll withdraw. You know, when I need to open up and be honest with someone, I'll close down. Like, you know what I mean? When I need to, you know, when I'm sad, I'll wear a smile. You know, when I, I'm constantly doing the opposite of what I should. Like, you know what I mean? That, so now when I, I do feel like, like, you know what, I'm feeling a bit off, I'll embrace that. I feel how I'm feeling. I won't look for this. Distraction. I say what I'm feeling sad today, and it's okay. I'm just experiencing the other end of the emotional spectrum, and that's part of being a human being that will naturally get our ups and downs. But when we start to deny that, or try and cover it up, or stick a little paint over it, that's when we start, we start to suffer because we're trying to run away from it. Rather than just feel and say, look, it's okay to feel like this. Like if you had a cold or a flu, You'd, you'd accept it and you wouldn't go to ch have a flu, I'm going to go, like, I'm going to look fucking buy this lovely handbag on the to make me feel better, like, you know what I mean? It's rather than saying, look, I have a flu, I'll just do what's suggested and when I'm feeling a bit off, I'll just say, okay, it's, it's, it's going to be okay if I need to talk to someone. It's real, I'll go easy on myself, I'll be gentle with myself. Uh, I'm not gonna let me mind run ragged on me, like you know what I mean. And if we, if I need to, and I'm great to have friends like you that I can pick up the phone and be open and honest with. You know what I mean. I have a lot of good friends around me that I can be myself and be real with. Where I can, like, there's been times where I was really struggling inside, and I'd ring someone and he'd be like, oh, "How are you?" And I was like, "Oh, yeah, did, did you watch the match there? You know, you just." Talk about fucking the football and never like, you know what I mean? And like sometimes you need that, that was that. Sometimes you need a light, funny conversation about the football. Where sometimes you can be deep and constantly talking about the mental health side of stuff can be, can trigger a bit of loneliness in you as well. So it's about saying, no, the balance as well. To say, like, sometimes like, I can open up, I can like tell people that, look, I'm feeling a bit off, and then there's other times you can just make a joke out of it all, like, you know what I mean? That you can have a bit of crack and always find the humour or something, like, you know what I mean? And it doesn't have to be doom and gloom. Like, I've had some of my funniest moments lately. Down, like, um, you see in this morning the girl that went gone into the sea <laughs> yeah. and the scream, and it just that was that made my Sunday. It was just yeah. her reaction to, to the cold was just like, yeah. like she went up. Parvati would have been impressed with some of the high notes she got and then I got the life boy beside me and got in and said just in case you needed to be rescued the, and everyone found that yeah. funny it, like there's there's things out there that it, like you get a sense of humor it's not all doom and gloom yeah at times we're in the war zone the head is telling you things that's not true it's also telling you things that is true um, but yeah it's, at times uh, it's okay to be sad Mm. Uh, but uh, as I said as well, you, you have to taste the sour before you taste the sweet. That's yeah. a Jamaican saying as well. I quote things from Jamaica as well. Uh, I, I listen to, you know, I love the reggae music. Reggae music means King's music. I love the lyrics of Bob Marley. Like either the song called Running Away. You, can run away, you can't run away from yourself. Mm. Every man thinks his burden is the heaviest. Who feels it knows it. Mm. Um, as I, again, I'd say that if anyone's listening that needs help it's okay to be not okay it's okay to feel what you're feeling we've all gone through it there's nothing anyone could tell me 
that would shock me. Mm. Nothing anybody yeah. is going through that could say, oh, I'm unique to this. No, That's we understand. And isn't that great comforting that to have people like that, that you feel that you're the only one going through something, yeah. and then someone else talks about it, and you're like, shit, you know, yeah. that as well. Exactly. And you feel like you're not alone then, that someone else goes through it too. Um, and that's that's the saving grace is that you're not alone in this. Mm. That so many people understand. There's pe certain people that you cannot share things with, and through no fault of their own. Some people don't understand what mental illness is. They don't understand what um, addictions are because they've mm. never they've never gone through it. They wouldn't understand. Yeah. So if you if you're talking about mental health. Um, I, I gave two lectures in Minute University uh, last year on the effects of mental health and were, most of the people, actually 99% of the people there were from the medical profession but they wanted to see it from my side of growing up as a, a kid with a parent with mental health so some of them were thankfully had gone through the same thing but they wanted some people was box ticking mm. and I'd rather listen to somebody that has gone through stuff mm. rather than read a manual and study and say well this is what should happen whereas if people have actually gone through it you're more inclined to take on board what they say yeah, um, yeah. It gives you hope. Well, look what happened there. So I, I was asked, unfortunately, with the lockdown, I was asked to speak in Trinity and UCD about mental health issues and what it's like to to suffer and come through and the effects I had growing up with parent that, like I had a mother that suffered severely with mental health. Like, do you remember the years ago? Thank God they don't do anymore the electric shock treatments. <laughs> And they were left like zombies. And what it was like to have to be an adult kid to take care of a parent like that. And I, I talked honestly about the effects of that. So that's something else. If, if people are struggling with things like that, that's another thing that I would have uh, in my kit as well about, you know, what it's really like to suffer with things. Um, and suffer as regards it, um, gone through it or not. It's not suffering on a daily basis as regards it. Or I, I get blasts of it uh, every day that, oh, look at me, I've gone through this, that, and the other. It's not, I don't mean it on that team. Suffer at times um, with growing up with, with things like that. And we're, all my family are in recovery. And thankfully we are. We had to break that chain. Mm. We had to, that chain had to snap. Yeah. You know? Well, look, like, like the narrative with, like, I think the perspective on, like, feeling low or feeling down or mental health is that it's like, God, you have to be happy. You have to find the positives. And, like, so it's not always, it's like, people are going in the dark. You need to get out of the dark. Like, it's like, sometimes, I, and that's what I know from someone that's been through, like, you know, this was the wrong side of mental health. Is that it's okay to be there? You know what I mean. And that it takes time for it to Just, pass, and yeah. for you to go, oh well, uh, I'm feeling after. Hey, oh well, look, look, this is the this, the bright side, and you know, rather than feeling uncomfortable, sometimes bring up mental health. Oh well, there's stuff to be happy about, all you know. And it's like sometimes it's it's to allow someone to be at that level if they are feeling low and feeling down. Like they're okay, they're there. You know what I mean? That it's not the whole lot of glass half full sort of side of things that. You know, I, I used to feel really uncomfortable talking to certain people because straight away they're trying to fix me yeah. and telling me that I should be doing this or I should be doing that rather than just hearing me and listening to me and saying, oh, they're cool, like, you know what I mean? That's it. If, if people want to fix you and instead sometimes people would be better off shutting the fuck up <laughs> and just listen. Yeah. You know, um, what is it? Learn to listen, listen to learn. Love that, yeah. And I used to, that that was a clip. Learn to listen, listen to learn. Yeah, actually, shut the fuck up and listen to somebody. Yeah, and yeah. don't give your opinion. Just listen. Active to, listening. Sometimes that's probably 
the best solution you could have for somebody is just to listen. And that's one thing when I actually started to properly listen to people, I've noticed that people like if they have a problem and they're telling you that they'll know they'll actually say the solution themselves yeah. while they're saying the problem and then they say the solution, but they're just not ready to take the action yet. Yeah. They're just they still want to stay in the problem a bit longer, and that's okay. And they're just not ready to, to maybe jump into the solution yet. You know what I mean? And and sometimes people just want to air stuff out and talk. And I found that before I thought I had this. Uh, I had this responsibility to fix people. Like a family opened up to me and they felt off. Straight away I would be going, oh, I need to fix them. It's up to me. It's my obligation that they're all right. And I, I'm now not only do I have my own stresses and worries now, I've just taken on someone else's and it's up to me to fix them. And it's like, no, it's, that's not my responsibility. You know what I mean? So I'll be there, I love them and, 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 and be a good friend or a family member. But you're not responsible for other people's emotions or their or their outcomes or their emotions, like, you know what I mean? Once you discover that, once you learn that, it's that's, that can be empowering as well. It's not mm. your responsibility to make people happy. Yeah. It's at times, sometimes it's okay to maybe take a step back and observe and more from a distance to see because sometimes that's where you're at your most strength away from somebody because then you have time to focus and, and you know get you probably get answers as well and um, get listen you know listen to them we can't fix like we're still not fixed but we know certain things that help us but we're not completely fixed we're one step away from going under again so it's it's that every day is a bonus one day at a time that makes so much sense yeah, it, it, it is a, it's pass around that's another term they say pass around there's times you can pass around and then there's times that you know you have to hold on to it a little bit in order for that person to realize things that's it and like you, you can't pour from an empty glass either and like if you ever got on a plane and Ryanair or Aer Lingus they always talk about you know if there's any issues with the, with the fly that you, <laughs> you always put on the, 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 your kids yeah. uh, breathe, breathe and think first like, yeah. and, and then, then secure your own like, yeah. you know what I mean and uh, that, that, that's a lot of time that, sorry you need to put your own breathing mask on first and then someone and then your, your, your kids or your um, your effective whoever's a company and that's a lot of time that we, we can get so wrapped up with with helping other people that we don't we take the foot off our own well-being and our own kind of peace of mind like you know what I mean and uh, as you as as you said there it's help, I suppose it's helping others that we do get we I get relief from that you know what I mean I get a sense of peace from that I get a sense of like some sort of some sort of wages from that but I need to ensure that my own mental health is intact like you know what I mean because I found that like, when I was working with the mental health uh, services that I was flat out you know seven days a week and I was constantly around uh, that energy you know what I mean that I felt that I was nearly I was and I wasn't looking after myself I ended up burning out at the end of it you know what I mean because I was just so wrapped up in it and I needed to say right I need to do it in moderation like, you know what I mean that I need to look after my own well-being and when I'm well and you're like that, you're like a burning fire then and people find that contagious and it is it's not about a p- promotion it's about attraction yeah, like, you know definitely. what i mean and if you're in a good place and your life is attractive and you've walked uh, i suppose a path in, through a, a hard stage of mental health or a hard stage of addiction and now you're in a place where your your life is is, is your peace of mind your life's in a good place people would see that and say jeez i want that mm-hmm. so how do i come out and approach you and say how do i get that and you're like rather than you going around oh i can fix you you need to do this you know if you look after your kind of you look after your health and look after your well-being you know people would see the change in you and say how do, how do i get there as you said, yeah, it's, it's a attraction, definitely attraction, lead by example. One of the things as well that uh, was suggested to me, instead of saying to someone, you should do this, you should do that, you could do this. It's not as threatening to them and it's not as speaking down to them, if that makes sense. You mm. could try this or you could try that. 
you live for you live for yourself. You live in vain. You live for others. You shall live again. That makes so much sense. You know, you're living for other people. You're living your life, but you're also living for other people. Be mindful of other people that are struggling and suffering. The hand is always out there. But and then sometimes it's okay. You know, there's certain scenarios where you'll have to be very careful because you can be brought under with other people's shit as well. You can end yeah. up, there's a lovely term, being slimed. It's, it feels like someone's at the party slime all over you. Because you get slimed, they dump all that. And they don't want to get well or they don't want to mm. get help. They just want to vent, vent and it's like they just dump that shit on you and, yeah. and you feel slimed after. Well, look, and I suppose that that's, that comes through experience when you're trying to help people. That if you have someone that constantly wants to live in a problem, like I, I, I suppose I'd had a, I had a few spiritual teachers over the years, and like if a guy would always say to me, "Look, Colin, if you have, I've no problem talking to you. If you have a problem, like I talk to you all day about it. But if you have that same problem in a month's time or a week's time, and you haven't taken any action to address it or to accept it and hand it over to the universe." Then like I'm wasting my time with you, like you know what I mean. That then you're just living in a problem, like you know what I mean. And sometimes people get comfort in living in problems because it's their natural environment where they just feel a sense of comfort in living in a prob a problematic kind of surroundings. Like, you know what I mean. I don't know if it's to cater for negative thinking or cater for uh, they just don't want to. I, I don't know accept the wrong in it oh, I don't know I just know that some people get a sense of comfort in living in in, in, in negative or living in a problem or constantly have that, that, that tunnel vision to look for problems like if we were to sit here now and say oh, I'm thinking about buying this white jeep you know we'd walk out and we'd all know we'd know this then and white jeep's driving around we never noticed that before because we're tuned into that and if, you, if you're tuned into problems all you're going to see around the world is, oh, Jesus, coronavirus, Donald Trump, restrictions, you know, all them people on social distance. You'll just see problems constantly. But if you're looking for positivity, and like right now, we're sitting here and looking in the park, you know, there's people laughing, talking, drinking coffees, you know, people like bonding and, and aligning with each other, smiles and faces, jokes, you know, people getting into the sea, smiling. Walking out in the fresh air, there's so much po- so much positive has come out of this coronavirus. But why as well. do they not publish that? Why do they not say that out of all this, there is good as well? Because because uh, we're because everything comes through the media, and I know this is another fucking day's thing. But the way media sell their content is through bad news, and if if it bleeds, it leads. You know, it's the old one. You know, and they they just you're more likely to look at an article with bad news than you are with good news. So they're just saying, look, we need to get more of an audience. We need to get more engagement. So we're gonna put out a bad headline rather than a positive one because they're just doing what they're doing and then I think when you realise that then you just say okay so maybe I won't be kind of consumed with the news constantly you know what I mean but it's not confusing exactly so my thing is that if you, if you can make them little subtle changes even in your own uh, inner narrative your own inner dialogue and say right, there is positives around when I look at it like if you look around there is always kind of positive things around it, you know what I mean and there is problems but there's also like if, I, if rather than a problem living in my head saying right what's the action that I can take right now to address it and if I can't take any action to address it I'm just going to hand it over to the universe I just can't like, just accept that I can't do anything about it I'm powerless over it like if I'm worrying about coronavirus or you know vaccines or something like, I'm powerless over that stuff so why am I wasting my time, my inner energy is going towards way, worrying about shit that's inevitably going to have an outcome regardless of how much I worry about it. When you think of it like that, you realise, Jesus, that's, that's actually quite trivial that I'm even worrying about it. Yeah, that's very you true. Know? With some people, for every solution, they'll come up with two problems. Yeah. You know, and you just... Yeah, you can get addicted to the doom and gloom news about it's you're all, it's like you're nearly you're expecting it, you want the you're nearly chasing the negativity to to unload stuff. You have to be very careful what you read and what you mm. watch as well. You know, it is, yeah, and it's like, in, 
It's like if you put cold stuff into you, if you eat cold things, you, you'll feel it. Yeah. But if you're, you're, you're eating, like, if you're putting stuff into your mind as well, you'll feel that, you'll feel the outcome of that. Like, you're planting seeds constantly in your mind, like, you know what I mean? Your, your body needs fuel, you don't put, if you have a petrol car or a diesel car, you don't yeah. put the opposite fuels yeah. in, do you? That's it, like, re, like read good, good stuff, yeah. eat good stuff, and hang around with good people and good so energies, and you'll see all that stuff starting to benefit you and align with you, yeah, like, you know what I mean? And you'll be thriving, like, and, and, and if you feel like you're off all the time, have a look at your diet, have a look at the stuff that you're reading, have yeah. a look at the people that you're hanging around with, like. Yeah. Shay, it's been absolutely powerful talking here, brother. Thank you. Uh, really enjoyed it. I think we achieved a lot today. I think we. I really enjoyed the chit chats. Yeah. And anyone thinking about going down to the forty foot, we've left the immersion on he down there. So on, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's like a sauna down there. <laughs> it's <at the> bubbling. <laughs> it's fucking bubbling. Um, so, uh, Shay, it's been an absolute pleasure, man. So and much. I thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. And thank you for being a good friend, pal. Someone can open up to talk to and for being a ma- a, a nut just like me. Yeah, we're all there's nuts. There's not enough nuts we're, in the world. No, there's not. <laughs> we're all nuts, but thankfully not at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, Shay. Thanks, brother. No problem.